Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Superstar, we'll stay on the superstar theme. Justin Jefferson could have a hamstring injury, could be out multiple weeks. We'll see. I don't know. There's no official timeline as of yet. Uh, But, of course, all the Twitter doctors think that it might be um, a couple of weeks. So we'll see. Or or maybe even longer. I don't know. But the, the question then becomes, what does that mean for Jordan Addison? Uh, Matt, you you have said on this program that uh, there's you got some concerns for Addison. Uh, maybe air those concerns out again, and or add to that conversation and just say, okay, well, this is what he does well. This is what I saw week five. You know, what basically have you seen gleaned from the rookie Jordan Addison? I think he has really struggled with like physical press coverage when teams can can get up on him on the line of scrimmage. I think his release, he's relying too much on release moves that work for him in college and not expanding the depth and breadth of that release package. That's an area where he needs to grow. He's also a small player, and that was an issue in college for him. If it's an issue in college for you, it is going to be an issue for you in the NFL, like, period. And I think that's going to be kind of the end of the story. Like, I don't know that that's suddenly going to become a strength of his game. Now, I still really understand zone coverage, and he can rip big plays against zone coverage, especially on these, like, big post routes. Um, a lot of his like big plays that he's made in the NFL looked very much like his big plays in college. Um, overall, a good route runner. I think he just struggles with the physicality of press coverage at times. Now, I don't know how much that's going to matter against the Bears in week six if Justin Jefferson doesn't play. And like if you think he could be a sneaky fantasy start, I think that's certainly possible. Week seven, San Francisco 49ers, I think that would be, you know, that would be troubling. Uh, seeing him go like there's some good corners coming up after the Bears matchup the 49ers like I mentioned the Packers obviously have Jair Alexander week eight um, you know AJ Terrell for the Falcons in week nine Marshawn Lattimore for um, you know, the Saints in week 10 week 11 right. we're projecting far down the line here but you know they have Pat Sertan I don't know Pat Sertan hasn't played great this year so far but um, he's still talent wise one of the best corners in the NFL so I think that the whole thesis of Jordan Addison 
And I'm not saying this like I'm down on Addison or anything. I'm just saying that like the thesis of drafting Addison for the Minnesota Vikings is he is going to have the easiest looks in the entire NFL with Justin Jefferson out there. And he can roast one-on-one coverage, right. uh, especially off coverage, especially zone coverage in like an isolated standpoint. You take Justin Jefferson out of the equation, and I think we're in a bit more of a murky water. I don't know that I've seen enough to say he's ready to like carry the full load of this passing game if Justin Jefferson is not out there. Again, I'm not saying I'm down on the player, but mm-hmm. I would be a little – again, the Bears defense in week six, different story, even though they played well against the commanders on Thursday Night Football. To- totally different standpoint. But um, I do think I'd, I'd – in a game like against the 49ers, the Packers, or one of these other defenses that has shown pretty well so far, that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, you know, he hasn't really been on the field as much as we thought he was going to be, right? Justin Jefferson um, has played about 92% of the offensive snaps. Makes sense. K.J. Osborne has played about 91% of the team's offensive snaps. Jordan Addison, all the way down here at 67% of the team's offensive snaps. Now, I get it. He's a rookie. Um, but when we were talking about this guy walking into 100 targets, it just it hasn't necessarily borne itself out. K.J. Osborne has been on the field a lot more uh, than Jordan Addison. Now, that being said, when Addison does come out there, uh, he's showing his talent. Right, because he's earning a lot of targets, man. Uh, you take a look at his target shares over the past. Uh, I mean, he saw nine targets week one, a little bit of a blip there in week two. He saw one target, but then eight, five, and six targets. So he's certainly earning the targets, despite the fact, again, that he's not play, necessarily playing a huge snap share. Right. So I'm just, I'm curious to see what this is going to look like if Justin Jefferson misses time. We talked about this here a little bit, Matt, with Tyreek Hill bending coverages. Justin Jefferson, obviously a superstar, obviously going to be doing something similar in terms of bending coverages his way. Can Jordan Addison, I'll ask you this straight up, can Jordan Addison take on this role of being a number one wide receiver for this Minnesota Vikings offense or... Are you going to I'm I've I have this idea in my head man and I can't shake it that Minnesota's offense might absolutely collapse uh once Justin Jefferson is off the field. Oh, 100%, dude. I mean, number 1, I don't think we've seen enough from Madison to think he can just be in that role. And we do this all the time in fantasy. People are doing it same thing with Rasheed Rice in Kansas City who we talked about earlier. And I'd love to see more of Rasheed Rice, but we, he's a developmental player and terms of beating man coverage and like winning the on all the routes right and i think Mm -hmm. same with jordan addison like again he is when we get into games and he needs to get off of press coverage that he's defaulting to things that we've seen work in college that are not necessarily going to work in the nfl like there's a reason he's not playing that full complement of snaps and maybe by the way trigger warning it could be from a run blocking standpoint that he's not playing <laughs> in the two receiver sets here we go all right here but we now, go <laughs> but now he's going to have to do that right and yeah. and and here's the thing I, even if Jordan Addison was like that dude and ready to go it's just you take Justin Jefferson out of an offense it changes everything it everything. just changes absolutely everything. everything it changes the way defenses approach you cuz you think a defensive coordinator even if it is the Bears, right? You think Matt mm-hmm. Eberflus isn't sitting there and, well, I don't know, maybe Matt Eberflus is a bad example, but you think most defensive <laughs> coordinators aren't sitting there like, you know what, I'm content to just man up on K.J. Osborne and man up on Jordan Addison and even like, okay, T.J. Hawkinson, who he's a productive player, but like 
are his are his targets scaring the piss out of you like a Justin Jefferson target like is he going to take a deep corner and like sting you for a 40 yard game absolutely not right so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll throw a linebacker or a safety in man coverage on on TJ Hawkinson and I'll just live with the results like that's how I would approach it if I was a defense coordinator make those guys beat you and at this point I don't think those guys can do that. Addison is the best dude at it for sure. But again, he's more of an off-man coverage beater. You can get up and be physical with him and kind of work him a little bit. We've seen NFL defenses do it so far. You just don't have Justin Jefferson. You don't have a great run game. That spells a lot of trouble to me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, at least, at least when you're talking about like Sean McVay, you know, an offensive mastermind. I don't know what Kevin O'Connell is. I think you know. I think he's a he's a solid offensive minded. I like coach. Kevin O'Connell. I, I will say I'm a fan of what they do from an offensive perspective. But still, I'm down. I'm down for that. You know, I I don't have I, I don't have any negative things to say about KOC. Um, but we know Sean McVay certified G when it comes to offensive game planning, right? Okay, so good. Um, but it's like when they when he when the Rams lose a player of the caliber of Cooper Cup. You kind of trust that Sean McVay is going to be able to kind of sort of mask some of those warts. And, you know, I, I don't know how we feel about with Ke- Kevin O'Connell doing that. Right. So in that way, I just in, and again, the run game is non-existent. I, I mean, say whatever you want about McVay being a great offensive mind from the passing perspective. Truly, honestly, really, I think what kind of makes him a great offensive-minded head coach is, man, he can generate the run with damn near anybody, right? He's doing that with Kyron Williams. You want to generate some run? You want to generate some production out of the running back position? He's got you. Sean McVay's got you. Right now, I don't. it, it is fair to say, Right now, Kevin O'Connell has not shown that ability, right? Because they want to step in there with with Alexander Madison, and it's been a freaking train wreck. It has been an absolute nightmare from the run game perspective. So that's that's the one area where you're saying, okay, we got no Justin Jefferson. We got to lean on the run game. Can't lean on the run game, dude. <laughs> Their run game right now looks bad. It, it looks really bad. So you take Justin Jefferson out of his offense, man. I am really worried that Minnesota could absolutely crater offensively. Um, and bro, I, I have so much respect for what Chris, uh, Christian Kirk, no, Kirk Cousins does from a quarterback perspective in terms of being able to get the ball out quickly and on time. But man, where it is, it's really special to see is when he just hangs in there and he just hangs in there, takes a big old shot. Mm-hmm. But brother, there's only so many of those shots that a, a, a guy of – uh, Kirk's stature can take, you know? So I just wonder if he's going to sit back there and wait for things to develop and open up. You can't do that too often. Can't do that too often. You know what I mean? Not, especially not when Justin Jefferson is not out there to save you with some prayer balls every now and again, you know? So, oh man, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens here with, um, with Jordan Addison. Look, obviously the targets are going to go up, Matt. I just wonder how efficient those targets are going to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Totally. It's just, it's a game changing 
player to remove there. Uh, you know, I talked to Justin Jefferson this offseason. He said part of the reason that him and Kirk have been able to kind of take their connection to the next level is that Kirk just has incredible, immense, complete trust in Jefferson that like when right. he's down, like even when he is about to take that shot, hang on just a millisecond longer so that, mm-hmm. you know, Jefferson can make that final break and and he can also be in a body position to go up and win a tight coverage contested catch. Right. Like that took a little bit of time for Kirk to, and he, Kirk does it maybe sometimes to the detriment again of his own body. That's why he's got to do all these for like, sure. crazy therapy stuff that he was doing on the quarterback <laughs> show in the off season. But right. yeah, that was a big point that Jefferson told me was that the, they're developing that connection is the faith and trust that he has earned from Kirk cousins for Kirk to hang on, just a little bit longer when under pressure, when about to take a shot and, and cause he knows 18's on the other end of it and he's going right. to win some double covered, you know, insane high degree of difficulty catch. You take that guy out of the offense. Not only what does it do from a defensive schematic standpoint? That's one thing, but what does it do to the quarterback who might like, I'm certainly likes Jordan Addison and probably even likes definitely loves the, Binky safety blanket that uh, TJ Hawkinson is, and probably even likes throwing right. KJ Osmer a little bit, but it's just a different ball game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're running a little long here, but let me ask you about the usage in terms of Addison, in, in terms of where he lines up. We do a lot of this lineup stuff on on this show. That's what that's what makes this show great, man. We get we really nerd out in terms of um, the wide yeah, receiver position, but yeah, we're total dorks here. Uh, hey, listen, he he, Jordan Addison right now is lining up seventy five percent outside and twenty five percent inside. Um, I think that goes a little bit against uh, of what we saw from him in college, you know, where he was primarily, um, I, I don't know, I, you, you clarify, I don't know, it, again, I thought he was more of a 50-50 guy inside, outside, maybe I'm wrong there, uh, but 75-25 right now in the pros, uh, where again, uh, where you're saying, hey, he's not probably doing too good against man press coverage, uh, if you're playing outside, you're going to see a lot of man press coverage, I, I'm just, I'm just curious as to what you think about how they're utilizing him on the field right now. Yeah, uh, he was more of an inside guy at Pitt, and then he was more of an outside guy at USC in his final year. I think he fits best as like a slot player, um, a flanker slot. You know, as long as he's mm-hmm. off the line, that you can get yeah. him away from press in, in that way too. The problem is, is that they want to do some of that with Justin Jefferson, where you know they get him away from high degree of difficulty matchups, but he's still primarily going to be your X receiver. Um, so Addison in the games I've charted so far, and I will get a like an up-to-date profile for him uh, on the site, certainly at some point this week, uh, like okay. a standalone view of him. He's in the in-season tracker right now, but like a standalone look at him. Um, I think I'll include this last game that he just had against Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, again, mostly a flanker player. I think they could do some stuff with him inside, get him on those deep posts and dig routes and over the middle stuff. That's really where he's going to be best is working over the middle of the field. So if you can give him some slot reps there, I think that would actually help him a lot. Godly man. There's just nobody else on this roster that could play outside, you know? No, it's like Brandon Powell. They got nobody. Um, <laughs> like that. that's the thing. KJ Osborne is a 48.7% ah. slot guy. Like he needs to probably be a slot player too, because again, yeah. trigger warning, he, he, they want him like blocking from that F receiver position. Uh, I don't even know like why. But, you know, they, and they paid two tight ends, too. So they don't necessarily want to have a slot receiver on the field all the time. Right, 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 right. So maybe a little 12 personnel, get a t- t- couple tight ends out there 
And then you got these super small receivers on the outside. Oh no, golly. Not, that's not looking good, man. That's not yeah. looking good uh, for Minnesota. Uh, if uh, Justin Jefferson misses time, man. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe Jordan Addison surprises. Maybe he gets more physical. I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to find out if Justin Jefferson ends up missing some time. All right, that's it for the show, man. I appreciate everyone kind of hanging in there with us. Uh, if you would like and subscribe to the podcast, that would help us considerably. And of course, you could find us on our various social media channels as well. If you would share this podcast with friends, that would be pretty dope. We would definitely appreciate your support in that regard. All right, that's it for us, man. We got to jet up on out of here. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 